Hello Blazers, this is Jeff Odo. Over the next year or so, I'll share some of my philosophies on what I think it takes to build a business from scratch to $10 million in 10 years. So buckle up for this week's episode of Start Me Up. Continuing with the thought that the hardest thing for a salesperson to do is to get access to decision makers, the question becomes, how do we do a better job of getting in front of more decision makers? Well, today is part three in the campaign around appointment setting ratios, and this message is designed to share some of our best practices that have served our locations and sales teams well. And this message is especially relevant to all of our salespeople. All right, I'm going to boil all the recommendations down to three things, timing, effort, and technique. All right, maybe four things if you include luck, but three things for sure. Let's start with timing and a question. Is timing an issue of luck or skill? Well, I think I could argue both. In the beginning, finding someone in an immediate pain is as much luck as it is skill. However, once you have the four required account fields in CRM, I suggest the pendulum swings more towards skill than luck. All right, that sounds a little confusing, so let me explain for just a second. If you've been calling someone for a period of time and you can't get them to meet with you, you are really relying on chance as in making lots and lots of follow-up calls to hope that you'll catch them at a good time. Instead, we recommend that you focus on timing by tracking data in CRM and saying something along the lines of, Hey, Susie. You previously told me that you were going to be putting your janitorial out to bid this month, so I'm following up to make sure we can be part of the process. In this scenario, you are only as good as the information you put into CRM. Those who capture the data and sort their daily call reports by contract renewal and estimated budget will probably talk to a lot more decision makers because they're calling at a time when they actually want to talk to you. Whereas those who don't do this are truly just leaving it up to chance and hoping they catch the prospect at a good time. Therefore, wasting time and effort that could be better focused. Which brings me to the next item, effort. All right, luck or not, the more calls you make, the more conversations you're going to have. Decision makers are not typically your eight to five workers. Decision makers typically work long hours, traveling. They deal with their own challenges. A lot of decision makers work off hours, which means you can make some of your calls and or send emails during these weird off hours. And chances are you're going to yield better results because you have a lot less competition during those hours and the prospect might actually stop to listen. Fact is, if you want to make the same kind of money that doctors and lawyers do, you're going to have to put in the same amount of effort. And additionally, you're going to have to continue to read, podcast, and grow. Which begs the question, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Better yet, who are you surrounding yourself with? If you're out there selling on an island, it's going to be a lot more difficult than if you are in some sort of a peer group to share best practices with other salespeople across the country. Okay, let's get into my top 10 best techniques that seem to be working for all of our locations. Number one, energy and authenticity. This is the best technique we know. We are all actors on the stage of life. Every interaction is showtime. The more personable you are, the more people you're going to talk to. Number two, work with your FSMs. They know the best accounts in their territory. 
Debrief with them on a regular basis and ask them about accounts that we should be working with. Number three, work with your sales counterpart. Sales execs and BDSs should be talking on a regular basis, sharing information with one another. The more business cards SEs can provide their BDSs, the more quality calls they're going to be able to make. Add new contacts. Oftentimes, we see people shuffling the same proverbial stack of business cards over and over again rather than bringing in some new contacts and maybe even eliminating some of the existing ones. That means you're going to need to find avenues for fresh leads such as Zoom Info, Dodge Report, Business Journals, local chambers of commerce, new buildings from cold calls done by SE counterparts, etc., etc., etc. Getting fresh leads in the database is something that needs to be done within 12 months of opening your doors. So just remember, no reputable email marketing platform allows you to obtain a list of email addresses and send messages to those addresses without the recipient's permission slash opting in. Number five, look at a prospect's website or LinkedIn profile prior to calling. All right, nothing wrong with being educated about your prospect before you call. Probably give you the opportunity to leave a better message and probably even set some more appointments because Chances are you're going to talk about something the two of you have in common. However, don't spend too much time because it's probably more important that you make more blind dials than fewer calls where you know everything that there is to know about a prospect. When it comes to sending emails, I suggest that you improve your subject line. Traditionally, we don't like asking yes-no questions, but because best practices advise that good subject lines need to be limited in characters, it's hard to ask questions like, If you could hire a part-time facility manager who could save you time and money, how soon would you do it? Question mark. How do you feel about managing contractors who promise you the moon and then not live up to your expectations? Or another long one would be something along the lines, would you rather have one vendor from each maintenance service in your facility or one contact to manage all of your service vendors? Instead, maybe we should ask questions like, not enough time to do it all? Question mark. Frustrated with too many vendors and not enough time? Question mark. Tired of managing countless contractors? Question mark. Looking for a better way to manage maintenance contractors? See, these are all shorter, tighter questions. But whatever you do, please don't ask questions such as frustrated with your janitorial contract because that pigeonholes you into janitorial. Or are you looking for better cleaning solutions? Because again, these imply that Citywide is a janitorial company. And as you know, that is not who we are or what we do. Number seven, ask for referrals. I love this. Not only should you ask prospects and the clients you have sold for referrals, but Nyla Matheson, Central Pennsylvania, She's asked her friends to give her one name each, knowing it's always easier to talk to someone with a mutual connection. Some people even incent referrals with gift cards, and for sure, you should be talking to all of the employees in your office. Number eight, work with the CBS and Premier Solution teams once you get them. I know it's early in the campaign, but if you don't have one or both of these people, that's okay. But when you do, remember that the CBS team should be out calling on tier three, four, and five accounts while your sales execs are calling on tier one and two accounts and the accounts that are over whatever your minimum account size is. Hopefully that's at least $750, which means that your premier solution accounts would be calling on all tier one accounts only that are less than the aforementioned dollar amount. Together, 
This campaign allows you to be touching all of the accounts within your geographical area. Number nine, start at the top and work your way down. Steve Howerton, Tampa Bay, believes it's always best to start at the highest level possible and work your way down from there. Being able to say to a prospect that their supervisor suggested you call is always more effective. And number 10 is utilizing the influence campaign. Let technology work for you while you are doing what you do best. Send email campaigns to hundreds of people at a time based upon clean data from CRM and use the insights the platform collects to follow up accordingly. Need an email marketing refresher? Search for Influence in Citywide U and take the course again or access the email marketing playbook in Citywide because Influence may be here by the time you listen to this or we might have grown into something else, but the concept remains the same. All right, I understand 10 items seems like a lot, but hopefully you'll agree everything listed above is quite simple. It's just a matter of doing lots of little things right in order to achieve the success you desire. Thanks for listening to Start Me Up. I hope that you'll talk to your team about what you learned today and implement something specific between this week and next. This will allow you to keep building on the foundation for a successful citywide business. Rip along, my friends.